the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Like a third world country, the leading candidate against the corrupt mafia government is being silenced from the bureaucracy. I don't know if you have heard, but Trump has been... Uh, given a bond of 200000 in Georgia. Now, now, Squirrel, does that mean he paid $200,000? Because I think you could buy uh, Fulton County, Georgia, for like $180,000. i would be worried he isn't going to get his money back, that bust-out county run by Democrats. But it turns out, just aside from that, he is barred from posting, reposting, and threatening messages. What the hell is that? What the hell is So you're going to... You're going to give an ex-president bond, then you're going to tell him what he can do with his freedom of speech? Let me tell you something, you rat bastard Democrats. I'm on to your scheme. And it's not about the bond. It's not about documents. It's not about election questioning. It's about really upending the scam that you're running. And it's a total scam. So now since 1939 was the last time a hurricane hit California. And you would think it was the first time ever. See, there's no perspective given. The good news is... I still remember what it was like when you beefed on yourself, when you told us what the agenda was. You've read the headlines, you've seen the reports, climate change, the catastrophic turmoil that we're all facing. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change. Awareness. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. Climate is going to take years. So So that's what it is. Because even, even the people who are stupid enough to consider themselves Democrats, they're losing a large percentage of them, are starting to recognize, you know, he is kind of a traitor. He is a fraud. And besides that, he clearly is suffering from dementia. But the reality is they're going to present themselves as the party of what exactly? Oh, I know. Let's go to a slip and fall lawyer who, just like Joe Biden, never worked a day in his miserable life, always into politics. Now he's the governor of Washington and, and, and what I think is the rising star in the Democrat Party. You're not hearing a lot about Jay Inslee, but Jay Inslee will be a factor. Because the fact of the matter is there's a beast at our door, and that's the beast of climate change. It seems like the whole world is on fire. We need to defend ourselves from climate change. How do you defend yourself? Hey, hey, stupid. How do you defend yourself from the weather? And the last thing people in Washington know how to do, obviously, is read. Because if they did, they would understand these are just repeated weather patterns that follow the center of the Earth's rotation changing every 70 years. That's why the new records and all of the weather patterns and the fact that in 84 years a hurricane hasn't hit California is because the center just changed this year. That's what you're experiencing. 
We need to, to decarbonize our economy so these fires don't ravage us. Oh, decarbonize the economy. Well, what was the carbon factor in, say, 1938, the year before the hurricane that hit California, that you're all a panic about? Or how about the fires? Now, we know your electric companies or your professors start them, but there are only three ways for fires to start. Three ways and three ways only. Lightning, lava, and man. And that's it. So I don't think you had a volcano erupt there. I could be wrong. I don't know about any lightning storms. But what I do know is that every so often, you set your own fires with your moron employees, who I'm guessing are registered Democrats, as they have their sit-on-their-ass cushy jobs with government electric companies. Right, Jay? There's not enough fire trucks in the world to protect us. Does that mean we're going to have to have more money in fire trucks? We don't stop climate change. You can't stop climate change. You have no idea what you're doing. You're like a little cockroach hanging on to this thing. You have no idea what direction it's going. But what you do know is you figured out a great way to capitalize on it. They'll probably be able to miss that for quite a bit. And we know, based upon what Charlie Chester at CNN said, that this has been in the works for a long time. This summer feels like a page torn from the book of Revelation. Oh, it's the same. What do you know about Revelations, moron? In the meantime... Weekend at Bernie's pretending to be our president is in Maui and he's not really being received as well as you think he is. So why aren't you taking care of what you claim to be in charge of rather than sending out all these funds and whatever else you guys are sending to Ukraine or anywhere? Take care of here first. You know, this I don't see why any president wouldn't step up and take care of what's part of their you know territory. I think it's a stupid move on his part. You know, I, Biden, yeah, he's an idiot. Sorry. Uh, she's right. And there's an ex-Maui Democrat. But in the meantime, when they do vote in Maui, who do they put on? They put in the dumbest of all people. I think that we, uh, we very, very much need to acknowledge that. Now, did she say very much or really much? What did she say? Let's, let, let, let's listen to Hirono again. Congresswoman Hirono, who could sour milk by looking at it. I think that we uh, we very, very much need to acknowledge. Uh, I still don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. George likes his chicken spicy. That climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even the, use the words climate change because they still have a hit in the sand attitude. But a hit in the sand. Does that mean head in the sand? Boy, she's doing terrible with the English language here. Try to stay away from ours and else. In the meantime, what you are doing is lying. Like you always do. You're trying to make this a political issue rather than the fact the electric company started the fire. Herono. And then when the people went to fight the fire, there was no water in the fire hydrants. Because once again, your Democrat infrastructure is full of garbage, lies, theft. For example, the Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion to combat climate change. And, and- Where's the money? Hey, Herono. Where's the 300 billion? Is it going to be the killing the whales in the ocean or is it just the outright fraud in your solar system, solar panels, solar nonsense? And to uh, move us away from continuing reliance on fossil fuels. Fossil fuels. So what else do you get? Whenever you get, listen, if there's a chance to divert the attention from corruption and failure, this is going to be the excuse. Here's my orcas. Who, which I believe is Cuban for absolutely useless or totally corrupt. However, Mayorkas, who should be, have been impeached a year and a half ago, still has never succeeded in anything. He's got an idea what the problem is, too. 
Former DHS Secretary Jay Johnson, someone who has held your role before, has told me he believes the climate crisis may be the greatest threat to U.S. national security. Do you agree with that? Greatest threat to U.S. national security is having traitors as the president, traitors as senators and congressmen, whores calling themselves politicians. That's the greatest threat. But you go ahead and divert the eyes of those idiots that still vote Democrat. I think it is one of the most prominent threats that we face. I think it is one of the most prominent threats we think. Okay, how much more of this can you go? You want? I mean, we got a lot of it. Here, let's go. Uh, here we go. Is it the responsibility of the U.S. to protect migrants who might be fleeing extreme weather in their countries? Look, I think the, the United States... By the way, do we have migrants that are filling out extreme weather? If they come across the border and they say they're fleeing extreme weather, do we give them a castle in Beverly Hills? How does that work? should do everything it can to help people who are in desperate need have no other means of help. And we've always done that. It is not our, it it is just who we are. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. Isn't he brilliant, Squirrel? I think he's brilliant. United States of America and the idea to begrudge the ability to, for example, one of the things we're doing is. He's like Hirono. Did they take speech classes together? Maybe it's like a, a, I hope they're drinking together. That, uh, That excuse I can tolerate. We're providing for changing the environment, the, the, the physical structures in the countries which they come from. So they don't. So, so are we building office buildings in El Salvador now? Is that where this is going? Because that's what it's ultimately about. Absolute and total control of all assets, of all money, of all sovereignty. Has treated climate change with the urgency it requires. We really want to pretend these things are normal. What we're talking about right now is record. After record, after record, after record. That's AOC, who I bet you can't spell record if I gave her an R and a C, but she can sure stoke up the fear, can't she? Yeah, so they have better lighting. They have more secure, uh, for example, we right. have all so many lead pipes all across America and throughout the country. You have 440,000 schools you turn on the water fountain and you may have lead in the water. And, and so It does explain the Democrat voters, though. The lead pipes, you should, I don't think you want to repair that. Otherwise, people are going to wake up and realize exactly what you're doing. Former DHS Secretary Jay Johnson, someone who has held your role before, has told me he believes the climate crisis may be the greatest threat to U.S. national security. Do you agree with that? I think it is one of the most prominent threats that we face. Not the fact that this particular politician, this, this, this bureaucrat himself, is responsible for what we estimate 3.5 million illegal aliens crossing the border, and we do not know how many of them are on the terror watch lists. We don't know how many are cartel members, but what we do know is that since Joe Biden and Mayorkas and these Democrat dimwits have been in charge, climate is not the threat to anything. Policies of mayhem, destruction, cartel mafia building is the problem, not to mention all of the money you seem to be stealing and sending it all over the world. That seems to be a problem as well. Problems. If you take a step back from all the developments of the legal trials and tribulations of Donald Trump, is that the Republican Party has moved in a direction that's out of touch with the American electorate. So what they realize is they need to, to be the party that represents the mafia, the mob, the, those citizens who are frightened. Because what you'll see today in only Democrat states, as kids start school, what you'll see are little kids 
who are being taught to be willing slaves, as I couldn't help but notice today, all of the little kids who are still wearing the mask because their mommies and daddies tell them that the mask helps stop COVID, which it doesn't. They cannot learn. All they need is the fear, and they are willing to not only take their right, give their rights away, but take the rights away of generations yet to be born. This is how you build fascism. This is how you build the mindset of a mobster who isn't interested in the fact or perspective. Just some phony answer, and that's why they listen to slip and fall lawyers that never worked a day in their miserable lives. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's heartbreaking to watch the uh, WGN News this morning as they show classrooms with kindergartners with their their, uh, their parents put masks on them, you freaking morons. How many times do you have to be proven wrong, and yet you still will beat the drum of fascism? At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the life- It was an ice age 53 years ago. Now it's climate change. Now it's fires. It's, we've never seen anything like it. And we're going to decarbonize? Why? Why would you decarbonize when carbon is the best thing? The best thing for the earth, because it's not about any fact. The fact is that Democrats have been wrong for the last hundred years about everything from finance, economic policy to domestic tranquility. But what they're perfect at is whipping up a full virtue so they can steal and control the fracking money. That's all this is about. On fact alone, no one should ever listen to a Democrat again. Nobody. Announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate, climate like global warming, and like that's going to be our next like uh, it's going to be our focus. And on like clockwork, this is the next emergency. The morons, Marianne Wooddale. Hi, Marianne. All right, Marianne, you're going to go on hold. Lemo, Chris. Yo, Sean. Hey, I'm changing my name from Limo Chris to Climate Change Chris. I'm selling all the limos, yeah. selling all the party buses, and I'm getting in this climate change grift, all right? And yeah. you can come with you. We're going to make millions. Yeah, million yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Well, here's the good news. We don't have to buy anything new. This stuff's been around for 100 years. From the solar to the windmills, they all suck. So, yeah, I mean, why not? Everybody else is in on it. But you know what? Baby, let's go. We couldn't live with ourselves anyways. I hate being a Democrat. So I never went into the construction business. You don't think I could sit on my big ass and watch it get even bigger year after year as the checks roll in like O'Hare, which I went through last night? Fifteen billion dollars. Not a clean frickin' tile in the whole place. Uh, Bob Oaklawn. Yeah, if you listen to the verbiage you're using... Using a national emergency, all this stuff. It's the way to, like you said, it's the way to redirect money, declare emergencies, take away our rights. This is a, what is it about Americans it. that don't don't care? And I mean this, Bob. What is it about Americans that don't care that they're being that, that the people who are telling them things have been wrong for fifty years? They've been wrong on everything, and yet all they uh, need to do is come up with a new panic, and Americans go, okay. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate the call. Greg in Rogers Park. Hey, Sean, my alderman, Maria Hayden, decided that she, uh, in order to stop the violence, we yeah. should have a time zone where between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., no one brings out their gun and shoots. Other than that, yeah. we're going to be fine. You know what would make this idea be perfect, Greg? You know what would make it idea? Well, if only these gang-banging, low-life, wretched scum learned how to tell time. Then that would be good. But they went to CPS, and none of them can figure out a clock. They need something on their arm that yells at them. It's 9 o'clock, gangbanger scumbag. Teresa on the Brass Coast. Hi, Sean. Brass Coast checking in. So uh, it was the a Prada store. What happened? I heard, I heard Prada, Prada took a little haircut on inventory, huh? It did. Yeah. Well, yes, that's bound to happen. Well, you know what? I yeah. have to thank I have to thank the gangster disciples or whatever scumbag organization these rats belong to because thanks yes. to them, I my wife isn't interested in any of this stuff anymore. Forget about it. She doesn't want to be seen with any bags that the gang banging scum Democrats carry around. So they're saving me a tremendous amount of money. I hope they hit all of the fancy stores up and down what used to be the Gold Coast, now the Brass Coast. Oh, they will. Yeah. I mean, just give them time. They'll definitely do it. Absolutely. It'll be like an overpriced um, uh, 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 inventory desert where nobody will be able to sell a handbag for $5,000 anymore. It'll be fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And 5000 is like minimal. Ooh, absolutely. <laughs> Lose value. I thought that's what that LV stood for until someone told me it was Louis Vuitton. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, you know, the Four Seasons is the greatest threat to U.S. national security. Oh and a God, hell of a band seriously? from the 60s. Oh, my mother used to love the Four Seasons. Go ahead. They were a good group. Yeah. yeah sure. um, I'm just wondering when the Democrats are going to, you know, to start blaming sunrise and sunset. I mean, when's that coming? What's, what's, fascinating, what's fascinating to me is there's still people that tolerate this idiot walking around Maui yeah. after the government not only started the fire, but made it possible so the the human beings could not put it out. This is exactly. the greatest government. I mean, this is murder. This is on the verge yes, of murder. Is. And they want you to believe it's it climate is. change. And that's why they're all out now in unison. The greatest that here, let's listen to a slip and fall scumbag lawyer that never worked a day in his life. Jay Inslee, where he is the biggest Democrat in Washington state. Because the fact of the matter is there's a beast at our door, and that's the beast of climate change. It seems like the whole world is on fire. We need to def- You know what's a shame about this? This Jay Inslee not only went through all through law school and graduate, he's an old moron. He's an old man. He knows how to read. And he knows that the weather patterns are following the last time the center of the Earth's rotation changed direction 70 years ago. He knows this. That's why all of the data you see on your television, all the records are post or past 70 years, because that's what controls the weather patterns of our Earth. And that's what we know this far. The one thing that we know is that we do not know. We have no idea. But what we have as a fact is that the people who have been calling themselves climate scientists have been wrong since they started opening their mouth about the climate. Sir, Mr. Kenny is not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I lost a lot I'm of cable news. now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm not done. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. science there is, is if you pay for it. Science. If you pay for it, you can get a consensus. Because if it's one thing we've learned over the last three years, doctors, lawyers, 
politicians. If you pay them enough, they'll take away every principle this country was founded on. So we are truly in the middle of a crossroads, and you have a decision to make. I believe the choice is still open to us, that we can still decide, you and I and our fellow citizens, which of these two directions we want to go in, whether we want to return to the path that made this the great land of opportunity for millions and millions and millions of people, or whether instead we want to continue down the road toward a destruction of both liberty and prosperity. Now, Milton Friedman made that speech when there wasn't a sophisticated election-stealing body called the Democrat Party. And it didn't have the strength it had. The people of the country, back when we had the decision to make, back in the way back in the 70s when he made that speech, we chose wisely. We chose Ronald Reagan. And we chose to send a wave of people who were steeped in Americanism to Washington, D.C. to make things better. And they did. But it didn't last long. Now the Sololinsky Marxist mafia, they are in every bureaucracy in this country. They are in every municipality in this country. And they will steal another election. I'm convinced of it. So I love to play optimism clips of Milton Friedman. But at this point, if states are still voting for Democrats, they need to go their own way. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560. AM560. The answer. There is virtually no way to truly quantify the cost of these eco-Nazi failed policies. There's no way to decide how much money, not only that it's cost us in every aspect of everything, but what could have been done with that money to better the economy. That's how important a bad policy is. So the idea that we allow these bad policies to just sit there and sit there and sit there, that's why the biggest obstacle for the fascist is to pass them. The Inflation Reduction Act increased inflation, but it doesn't matter. You, who's going to correct themselves? These idiots? Is Hirono going to correct herself? She can barely fracking talk. I think that we, uh, we very much need to acknowledge that climate what? change is upon you us. There idiot. are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even the, you use the words climate change because they still have a hit in the sand attitude. But It's head in the sand, you fracking moron. And here's the other thing. The problem is smart people allowed stupid people like you to talk. And to continue with your lies and bulldung, there isn't any climate change that man can control. Just hang on, Hirono. It's going to get bumpy. For example, the Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion to combat. To be stolen by other Democrats. That's what it was. And when you let them talk, you realize even the ones who profess to be smart, they really don't sound very smart to me. The problem is the bill was written in such a way that you literally couldn't cross out words to make it do what it should have done and what it was originally intended to do. Another Democrat that has never had a job, this butter handed pansy not only couldn't do a push up or a sit up if you held a 38 to his head. But what he is, is an example of a clueless fascist who believes he's right. And what he's going to talk about is a multi-billion dollar boondoggle. For the Illinoisans. Luckily, that's all this slob is in charge of right now. However, it's not going to, going to occur to anybody 
that we already have the infrastructure that just needs to basically flip a switch to cut the cost drastically across the board for every Illinoisan as we are still caught up in paying for a ComEd short-in-the-pants Mike Madigan scam. Which is to make small modular reactors available for use in the state of Illinois. Right now, we have a moratorium on any kind of nuclear reactor. Why would you do that? So what he wants to do is make it so that small industrial areas can have small nuclear sites that doesn't sound dangerous at all if your big fear of why you're shutting them down is that they're unstable which they're not or that they're dangerous which they are not what they are is efficient but there's not a lot of political room for stealing the money you know skullduggery and there is purpose behind that that came you know 30 some gosh 40 uh, 35 years ago um just remember when you were not in a size 48 just start going backwards there think about when you could buy pants off the rack of course you never could with that 14 inch inseam you have which is we have more nuclear reactors in the state than any other state in the country already um small modular reactors are very beneficial boy who says that all the time squirrel oh me yeah you're right once they're ready, because they're not ready for prime time yet, they, but they are being developed and they do seem to work very well and they do seem to be safe. But there are going to be several years of testing yet ahead, which means he'll be able to build both a private position in before the public money comes in, comes in and drives the price sky high. And we find out we already had it the whole time. Wes on the northwest side. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, you know, I, what I have to laugh about here is that. Fires are part of the circle of life. If it weren't for fires, we wouldn't have the sequoias because they would never burst the seeds open for them to grow. The only thing that we can really control is how large these fires are. And the way we control those fires is through deforestation, which policy that has been created through the government in California and a few other states, this allowed this deforestation. So essentially what we have done is not um, climate change, a policy change that has made these fires bigger. Absolutely, unequivocally. And aside from that, we have Democrat ex-professors and sitting professors that are starting fires all over the state of California and God knows where else. Thank you. And not to mention, and not to mention, they want to electrify this company. And where have the major forest fires started? Yeah. Through these damn power lines. Absolutely, Wes. They always started. They're Democrat workers. Here's the other thing, Wes. I learned that fire was our friend from Young Frankenstein back when Fetterman was playing the monster. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where passion sits? That's right, Senator. Fire is our friend. Jan Hoffman Estates. Jan, Hello. Don't puff until the end glows. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was listening to a podcaster that was broadcasting from Maui, and they've he's been they've been trying to follow him around and stop him from talking, but the water was just turned off because they worship water down there. And secondly, uh, when there were some live power lines down and all the police stopped everybody from leaving out of the area. So people, even if they had a vehicle, it's they couldn't get to murder, Jen. It's tantamount. The government's actions exactly. and reaction are tantamount to murder. And it's outrageous. And I hate to say it. Most of the people died now that are going to be children because they called they called off school because they said there was no power. But the power was on in the schools, but not in the houses. Jen, you know what all the people who died are? The poorest people in Maui. Those are the people that really died. Dave in Libertyville. 
Hey, Sean, I'm going to change the subject real quick. Oh, well, wait, hold on then, because uh, I don't want to change the subject. See what I did there? Guy thinks it's a Dave show. It's not. It's my show. Steve Palatine. Yeah, Sean, I uh, I listen to your program when I'm in a car between four or six. I, I love uh, your strength and knowledge and everything else. The Why individuals like yourself and other people that have forums like yourself don't all get together so you're not all separate programs because if you got together, you have that st- that strength. It's like the 2.4 billion Christians in the world, yet all the all the Steve. It's an interesting. It's an interesting perspective. But here's here's the other thing. I think we do get together and we come together in small small groups like Salem. I mean, you're hard. Pre- we we may individually disagree. I may disagree with a small policy from Charlie Kirk or. Or, or, or from Prager or from the rest of it. But we do get together. I mean, that's what this company is, right? It's like-minded people, and we come together. But the more important thing is, is it's time to get to a, a place where we can be effective because we've been watered down and neutered right. through a movement of Marxism that has swept the country. But now, how do you do it yeah, now? You're, you're, and, and the other thing is, I, how is somebody like me going to get elected, number one, when I tell you, first off, if you are too stupid to see that this is a scam, go stand in the corner with a dunce cap on. Number one, because that's the truth. But number two, when you have a legacy of election theft on a presidential scale, there is no question in my mind, and I don't give a rip how I'm intimidated, how I'm investigated, how I'm extorted. Joe Biden is illegitimate. He stole the last presidential election. He did not get 81 million living votes. So am I supposed to be excited about the next one? You know, the hardest thing for a guy like me to do is pretend that we have an election next year. We don't. What we have is theater now. And unfortunately, the way to get together, in my opinion, is for us to go to the very good states, the states that are run right and run well, and to shore those states up and secede from a corrupt mafia. I want to join BRICS. You know how they have the BRICS summit that starts? I want to join it. I think these crooked bastards destroyed my currency, and they've, they've corrupted the market. So do you think I'm going to convince a Chicago Democrat who for 100 years has been had every principle that this nation was built on bastardized and he's still a fracking Democrat because he wants to go work at, at the sewer department and get a job? No, I'm not going to reason with him. So my thing is cut him out of the life because they're useless anyway. The way I see Democrats, what idea have they ever had that wasn't bankrupt from the from the get go and corrupt from the start? Not one. So it's time we, we, we stop allowing crooks to create policy. Thank you very much. All right, should we see if he wants to? You think Dave can get on topic? Well, you know what? We'll change the subject with Dave when we get back. George in Naperville. Sean, these submissive parents that send their kids to these broken schools and allow their children to be slaves, mask-wearing slaves, yeah. they're the culprits. Too. And you had to see it today, George. If, you're on w, if you can go to WGN, it's amazing. You could see the kids whose parents are strong Democrats because only about half of them had their little tiny custom masks on their faces. Teaching that kid how to follow bad information and nonsense. That's how you have a future of the Democrat Party. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Squirrel, you mark my words. History will vindicate my suspicion of Governor Green. What a slimy, but you know, he's a Democrat. Slimy, 
moron Governor Green is. Now, last week on Friday, I played the clip where he talks about securing the land already as they still haven't allowed investigators to go in to investigate said fire. And I'd still want to know, was it started by lightning or a volcano? I don't know. I'm guessing the electric company. And um, there are some residents that are catching on, however. Don't let them take your land. You know, just don't sell. They want everybody to sell so that they can come in and just take over. And that's not what we want. You know, we want Lahaina to stay Lahaina. We want Maui to stay Maui. It'll just stay here. Don't don't go. Don't sell. Don't be scared. Now, Governor Slimeball, Democrat Governor Green of Hawaii. Just to be clear, when you're talking about global warming, are you saying that climate change amplified the cost of human error? What does that sentence mean? Climate change amplified the cost of human error. So let's get this straight. A bunch of guys in an electric company are there. They say, boy, climate change is sticky today. Let's do something stupid. Is that how it works? Yes, it did. Uh, There's always going to be incredible things that people do to save lives from the firefighters, from citizens. And there's always going to be decisions that are made that I'm sure aren't perfect in the moment. As long as there's Democrats in the area, that's true. Slimy bastard. Now go ahead and steal the land. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Ditto's brother. Sean, I I may just be a knucklehead woofer, but somehow I'm trying to figure out how in the hell you live on an island and you can't have water in your fire hydrants. Because the government has one job or two jobs to do, and they're hire, they hire Democrats, and they'd rather go on break, eat pineapples, and hang around and surf. Uh, Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean. Yes, bro. What about putting the, uh, I know we got our sanctuary cities and everything, but uh, what about putting all these these uh, illegal aliens on a reservation and let the, let the Indians loose? You know what I'd like to do, Dave? I'd like to take the Democrats and put them on a reservation, let the illegal aliens come to the cities and save them, start paying taxes and working, because we had a better chance of them pulling their own weight than we do these rat Democrats. Thank you very much. Jim and Crown Point. Hey, Sean Pazano. Uh, everybody's talking about the tangible cost of this fire in Hawaii. What about the intangible? All the people that won't be born. The well, that's that's the question for the, the yeah. Einsteins. Well, that's my argument against every war and abortion in general. How do you quantify exactly. what could have been? But this is not something that we can do. I mean, until you have people that pull their head out of their ass and say, you know. That policy is bankrupt and a lie. I don't want it anymore. You're just you're you're going around the drain here. These are just yep. idiot arguments led by Democrats, and that's how they are. And now, on top of that, you have the most successful theft of any election perpetrated in this country, as Joe Biden, Dementia Joe, pretends to be the president. I believe very deeply that we are nearing the point of no return, that we still have the choice. But that if we continue much longer along the road that we have been going, we no longer shall have the choice. That we shall degenerate into a society which uh, will lose that spark of creativity, that spark of independence, of freedom that we have all loved in our country. What Milton Friedman is too gentle, too much of a gentleman, too kind to say is that citizens will get used to the corruption. Citizens will accept the corruption and then envy the position 
That's the point we're at. That's where Chicago has been for 30 years. As every citizen knew what Mike Madigan was running and knows that clout is the most important thing rather than integrity. These are the cities that lose people and these are the cities that devolve into Democrat strongholds. You often hear news about companies moving south from states like California and New York to the Sunbelt states like Texas and Florida. Now there's hard data to quantify how much money has shifted south from the east and west coast. Bloomberg News sifted some filings of investment firms and found that both California and New York lost firms that managed $1 trillion in assets. In Chicago, you have $6 million square feet of what used to be the financial industries and insurance industries gone gone and now you've got a marxist moron mayor put there by citizens what's he going to do nothing he's going to fail with style and that's all these idiots are interested in a nice lie that they can tolerate and keep some warm adrian riverdale oh Hello? riverdale that's where i grew up hey sean let me tell you something about uh, the water main. There's always water in the main. There's two valves. There's a valve before the hydrant, and you have to open it up, and then the hydrant actually has a valve on it in order for it right. to open. So let me ask you this. You obviously know about the water sector of the public sector. Could this ever be closed unintentionally? Is there any form of, of, of natural state of the water that would have not allowed water to be in the pumps? Or the only way water could have not been there and they be empty is because man shut off the flow? Well, if the mains are open, if people are getting water in their houses, they're going to get water. But in order to open the hydrants, there's two valves. It's a redundant system. That's all I got to say. And if the pumping stations ain't working, then you're not going to get any water. Yeah, well, that's what you pay your taxes for, is for the pumping stations to work. Then again, who are you paying? On break, 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is a Navy veteran and the founder of CBIC Group and representing me, which is a very interesting concept for a political media site. He's the author of Other People's Secrets. He was on my show in uh, March and said he was working on a project. I wanted to have him back on to inform us. He is Todd McNutt. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Great. Thanks for having me back. So I was just reading the... uh, the release of what you're doing. Now, you're going to do a 50-state campaign, and you're going to travel on a bus tour to speak to governors. Do I have it about right? Yes, you do. Well, I could tell you well, right now fine. you're not going to need a yoga mat for at least the governor in Illinois and a couple others, so there won't be a lot of working out on your tour. We're going to – what we're trying to do is to remind the governors that 
they actually have precedence over the federal government in their state. And trying to bring things back to a state level and state sovereignty. And we're also trying to educate people on, in doing that, on the freedom of speech and the importance of voting. I mean, only a third of our country voted for the last president. And that's just crazy. We need to have 90% registration and at least 85% voting in every, every election we have. But, you know, the problem with um, I agree. First of all, in theory, I agree with you. But the reality is very simple. There is there are, unfortunately, a tremendous amount of uninformed people. Now, I like to refer to them as Democrats for now. However, there are a tremendous amount of uninformed people. And what we what we have going on is where it has devolved into a mobocracy where a majority and and you win the election. And now after covid, what you see is particularly the Democrat politicians and the Democrat supporters of Democrat politicians, their ability and their their comfortable nature with fascism. This, to me, is the biggest problem. So I like anything that, that discusses the fact that there are states that can shore up their freedom and their American principles and nullify a corrupted, fascistic American government. That's the part I like. But I'm more curious to know how your site is doing, because your site is a forum to discuss these kind of topics. How is the site going, in particular, when I say representing me? The representing me site has been kind of uh, uh, slow to take off. The uh, politicians are are reluctant to switch platforms from the uh, social media, even though it's got its its own problems. A lot of them are, are hesitant to do it. That's one of the reasons we decided to go ahead and do the tour and go to all 50 states. We're going to be having rallies in each state capital, and then we're going to hit, we'll do those on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then we'll do a show in like uh, St. Louis and Kansas City and Dallas and bigger cities, Chicago, um, on the weekends, and give people an opportunity to come out and see what we're doing. We've already talked to the NBA and the NFL. They're going to send players out to push to get out to vote with us and to sign autographs for people at rallies that we're doing. So it's going to be quite exciting. And then we're turning the whole thing into a reality TV show. Although the producers keep telling me you can't use the word reality with TV show anymore. It's an unscripted TV show that we're going to do and put on Netflix. So what we're going to do with that is we're going to invite the audience to come backstage at a campaign. And because we're not running a candidate for an office, we're, we're campaigning a cause and an educational cause. Yeah, We can let people come backstage and see what goes on on the bus, what goes on backstage at the events, what goes on at the book signings. We can let people come behind the curtain, which is why we're appropriately naming the uh, the TV show The Puppet Show. Well, I, I like it on a couple of different levels. But, Todd, I'm curious to know. There's a big push, and I understand that, and I've, I've you know, I've witnessed. I've, I, I don't watch sports. I only participate in politics. It's all I ever really look into. And I hear, you know, get out the vote and the voter registration. That's all well and good. The problem is, however, there is very little voter integrity. And when you have somebody like me who is convinced, as I was doing election night coverage, and I'm, I'm from Chicago, I am convinced that the election was not legitimate. But I do believe they have registered voters and they have voter rolls. And, you know, we're from Chicago where we have people that have been voting that have been a queen of heaven for the last 15 years. They're still a strong part of the Democrat base. So what do you do about voter integrity? I'm wondering, is this a topic many people want to discuss? 
or is it just the people who were robbed? How does it work when you come to voter integrity um, uh, demands? That's actually one of the things. We're working with a bunch of PACs and lobbyist groups as well with the tour, and we're going to take causes and uh, solutions and offerings to uh, the governors of the state, and we're particularly talking the ones that there was so much question about the integrity and telling the governors, it's like, you know what, you want off the hook on being point, you having the finger pointed at your state as being a state that's cheating in the elections, then there are alternative ways to handle your voting and voter registration and keep your records current and accurate. So that is going to be something that we're going to talk about, not necessarily in the rallies themselves, because they're going to be more oriented to the people. But we are going to encourage the people that we're going to have the same information that we give the governor available to the people who come and the people who watch the show and the people who follow our social media so that they can put some pressure on their governor that if their states want them being accused of of, uh, of of tainting the election, that they can push the governor and say, hey, we don't want that reputation. Well- Let's, let's clean up our role. I'm thinking you're going to go to Arizona, where the secretary of state that was embroiled in a scandal of election fraud became the governor in an equally contentious, suspicious election. What is it going to be like when you talk to Katie Hobbs, who, from what I can ascertain with all of my research, can barely form a sentence? I mean, I, 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 I love how optimistic you are, and I think that's because you're a veteran and you you, you love the idea of Americanism. But when you when you realize that the lobbyists and the PACs are not interested in breaking apart the duopoly of corruption that we have created, the only industry in this entire country that is void of virtually all regulation, oversight, or taxation. I'm interested in how the American people feel about the corruption in our society and how we can correct that. And how do you do that and pay for everything? So it's a real conundrum you're in, isn't it? It is, but and 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 for for uh, lack of a better way to say this, I'm going to quote a scripture that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And what we're trying to do is take the PAC money and the corporate sponsor money and use that as a tool to educate and to promote the right directions in politics. I don't think we're going to solve any problems between now and next May with our tour and our TV show. But you could. But I think we're definitely going to be able to put a spotlight on some things and show that there is some hope and some light at the end of some tunnels on all the different fronts of of getting our country back to where it was, that we don't have to give up on it yet. So I've given this a lot of thought. Right. And and how did we get here and why do we have such a such a desire to make America great again or take America back to a time of integrity and principle? And the one thing that brought us here and specifically when you look at policies of spending and the size of bills and all how how comfortable we are with bankrupting our nation in the future and ultimately the, the culprit is the idea that there is such a thing as compromising freedom and truth. You cannot compromise either. All you can do is agree to tolerate a certain level of lies, a certain level of tyranny. And that's where we are today. The problem is some of us get uncomfortable with the amount of lies and the level of fraud. But 
Right. We're in the minority. So how do you go back from a society that has allowed this compromising with the truth? When you now have these professional pathological liars who are in positions of power and representation, how do you get them to stop lying and cheating? There's a lot of money in lying and cheating. And again, that's where we're, we're going to focus. And that's why we're trying to be optimistic. We're trying to stay as bipartisan with this as we can, because we do, we want to make it that we're trying to, to be an example of what we're trying to, we're trying to, to practice what we preach on the tour. Yeah. And that is including everybody. It's like, we're not throwing you out because you're a Democrat. We're not going to exclude you because you're a Republican. This is about everybody coming together and saying, wait a minute, we the people are the ones ultimately paying the price because we're allowing the government to, be, to become nothing but a bunch of pathological liars and lawyers who know how to lie and get away with it. And so that's what we're really trying to do with the tour. It's, the tour is more a tour to the people, but we're going to the governors to remind them that the people of your state are who you represent. And that's the reason we're not taking this cause to Washington, to Capitol Hill, because, I mean, that I mean, that's yeah. uh, you talk about preaching to the choir. I mean, that'd be like the, going into the Roman theater and trying to fight the lions when you're one of the lions. It's like, you know, you're, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, this is the problem when I hear so many people demand for uh, compromise. It is a word that drives me insane. Compromise is only something you can do with someone you love. It's nothing you can do with 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 a lie, with a thief. You can't compromise with fraud. You can only for you can only give up the truth, and that's really where we're at. I don't see any truth in our government. And as you look to po- politicians, I have nothing but contempt for the vast majority of those people who call themselves Republicans, as they have sat idly by and watched the bastardization of our principles. It's, it, it's infuriating to me. I expect as much from the Democrats, because I'm from Chicago, Todd, and I know you don't like to get political, but that's the fact. <laughs> I know what they are my whole life. They will lie to you. They will pickpocket you. They will hit on your wife when you're in the bathroom. They are the scourge of the earth, and they get away with it because there is no oversight. So to watch that spread throughout the land... That's the part I want to stop, and it's not going to come from the Republicans that also share those qualities or lack of them with Democrats. And that's those are the people who chant compromise. And and what you need to do is come up with something that you know both freedom and fraud are bipartisan. We seek the truth. Oh, that's good. Write that down, Todd. I will do that right now because <laughs> that's that's what it's really all about. Is well, again, we're going to the people and saying, okay. You know, the government can be as corrupt as it wants to be, but the bottom line is we're the ones who are allowing it. Yeah. Because we do have the vote. We can we can go into the booth and we can vote. And I tell people all the time, it's like if you're homosexual, take your you take your beliefs into the voting booth with you. Yeah. If you're no- a strong heterosexual, take your voting rights your beliefs into the voting booth with you. Christian, Catholic, Baptist, atheist, take your feelings into the voting booth with you. Otherwise, you're not getting fair representation. You're not no. being represented. And this idea that these 90-year-old politicians can somehow uh, uh, support entire, entire aspects of our society is preposterous to me. These guys are just have perfected the side part and the lipstick on a pig policies. They're not representing anybody, and it's why that's the, the, the place in our country that never has a recession. 
Street is never boarded up. Only Main Street is. And I'm curious to know how the lobbyists are going to justify that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things. That, but again, like I said, we're, we're, uh, we're, getting, we're going to use their money. I'll be happy to take their money and uh, use it to promote <laughs> uh, freedom and the, the voting rights and getting people out because yeah. ultimately they're, they're pushing their causes, but ultimately it's the people who are going to get to decide which ones are those causes. And that's what we want to tell people. It's like we can hand out all the flyers for the PAC groups that we want to, but um, I found yeah. it interesting. One of the PACs that we were talking to last week is one of the uh, uh, cigar uh, PACs. Oh yes, and I thought it was funny when I heard your intro that you uh, do a cigar. What what do you what is your preference in cigars? I smoke an Avo Nicaraguan six by sixty. It's uh, oh, it's okay. it's not for the weak at heart. It's a wonderful cigar, but I own a little cigar store. But in my cigar store, I give you a moron-free smoking environment. I do not let any Biden voters come in. So that's how I like to run my life. And I know you can't do that. However, you're more than welcome to always come in the cigar store. And I love what you've done. Tell me a little bit about the CBIC group. What are they doing? And is it different than representing me? And where can I check it out? The CBIC group is at CBIC.com. S-E-E-B-I-C. It's like you see a big pen. Of course, the younger people under 40 don't even know what a big pen is. Yeah, right. But it's uh, S-E-E-B-I-C.com. And uh, the big thing that we're doing right now, pretty much the only two things we've got going on right now is promoting the book, Other People's Secrets, and then promoting the tour. And the uh, tour of states is on there. Um, it's it's in there. And under the tour is the TV show and, and that. And we're also going to get back into swing on my podcast once we get on the road in October, we're going to get back on the on the podcast. We're going to be in the yeah. podcast once a week. And so we're going to have a lot going on during that. Well, when you're coming to Illinois uh, or Florida, for that matter, will you keep me posted? Because I'd love to I'd love I to meet you face it. to face. And, you know, and I, I hope when you go to these Democrat states, you figure out a way not to get bus jacked. I'll, uh, I'll have you uh, backstage with us at the uh, event in uh, in chicago right. and uh be be we'll we'll come back on the show anytime i'll keep you updated and uh, i've got a couple of people ask me would you come back once a month and talk to our audience i'm like Stuart. yeah so maybe we want to work something out we'll we'll get back there and talk to it because i want to uh i want to i want to keep people updated on what we're doing with this i, I wish you the best of luck the good people in illinois are very outnumbered and they need all the help they can get todd mcnaught thank you for making time i appreciate it Thank you, Sean. We'll take enjoy your next smoke. You absolutely. We'll take your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. I've had uh Todd McNutt on before, and I really I love his optimism. He's a veteran. There's a there's a a thing that all good people do, and that is to assume that strangers have the same character you do, the same principles you do. Well, all you need to do is live it around Democrats long enough, and you realize they don't. In fact, they're more interested in corrupting society than living in an equal, just one. It's their idea of fascism that they're most comfortable with. What you come to realize is that supporters of collectivism throughout time are all little tiny demagogues themselves. They all want to be dictator. They're dictator envious. 
Drago, a Lakeshore Drive understands this. Hi, Drago. Haven't talked to you in a while. It has been a while, but I know you're out there, and I know we're better off for having you out there. Listen, I hope. No, no, no. I pray to God that this project tanks. <laughs> I definitely don't want more idiots voting and deciding my future. Huh. Do you really want a people like the one you had a couple of days ago? They want to know how, what is the proof that uh, oh yeah money from Ruskies? Yeah. yeah. Do you really want a people like that to be able to vote? You know, Drago, it's an interesting. It listen, it's an interesting thing. And when I was young, I used to say, "What do you mean you you just turn eighteen and they let you vote? You don't have to know anything." And I I went to vote when I was eighteen. I was all excited to vote. And and here's the the one the one scumbag from my neighborhood. One degenerate bust out. I'm like, "What are you doing voting?" He goes, "Well, I I, I want to vote for you know so and so. I want to get a job." I'm thinking to myself, this moron is going to offset my vote. And that's when you realize that's the problem. You know, and you look at the areas where the where the scum are elected, and you look at the people, and uh, there you go. I agree with you, Drago, to a certain extent. The shame of it is, is that I agree with you because of of what we've lived, our experience of life. I love the concept of what Todd McNutt is McNutt is doing. He's trying to do it because he thinks, okay, there's more Americans like me and you. Well, the reality is. I think there's more that want to be in the mafia than want to see it torn down, Drago. And you know why you understand that? Because you came from a place where they welcome the mafia, don't you? Absolutely. Well, listen, you be careful out on the Lakeshore Drive. Will you please? Thank you very much, brother. Take care. Thank you. Ross, Oak Forest. Hi, Sean. As always, thank you for taking my call. I love your show. Um, you talk very often about the principles of enlightenment and the principles of Americanism and, uh, you know, how it pertains to, to voting. My, my, my first call ever to you was on uh, principle-based living and what was going on. I loved your answer to that. But I, I, I wonder today how so many people that aren't principle-based living, how we can get them to vote in a principle-based manner. You can't until, um, the, until they're and, wronged. So these people in Maui, they won't vote for Democrats any longer. The ones who are affected, how many are not, are not alive anymore? And the ones who see it, right? To me, the idea that, that there are still people who would listen to a, a scallywag slip and fall lawyer like Jay Inslee and say that this guy, who they know has never done anything in his life but lie, that this guy now has the answer to, what is it called, decarbonized society? This is preposterous to me, but there are enough people that do not realize we're part of nature and what we've done to curb and to and to perfect, in some cases, the idea of a long life through using nature to make our lives comfortable and luxurious to providing heat and air conditioning. They're all willing to give it away. And they've been wrong for 70 years since they started preaching this nonsense. And what you realize is Drago's right. We're far outnumbered by morons than we are people who want to be interested in life itself. Because that's how you get Americans that are willing to give away the liberty that our ancestors died for. And they give it away every day. Wherever you see a Democrat get elected, that's a place that is willing to give away freedom. They don't mind. They just want something for nothing. And that's a terrible position. But that's why, Ross, I truly believe. You know, I have to go this week. We're going to do a debate night. And we're going to do a conversation and a smoker with Prager and Prof. And it's going to be hard for me because I don't want to play the game of deception anymore and pretend we're going to win our way back to freedom and liberty. We're not. 
We need to secede. Well, we still have a third of the country that wants to be free. Because once you get people who are comfortable being fascistic or collectivists or Marxists, you saw the, what, the, what happened the last three years. You had politicians take away lives, take away jobs, businesses, tell people you're not leaving your house. And the people said, okay, brother, those are the last people we need voting, Ross. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Great. Thanks, John. Thank you. Uh, Mark in Ohio. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hello, Sean. I love your show. I was wondering, uh, what do you think about the whole thing with Donald Trump and his, uh, indictments that are going on? I think it's the same thing that's happening. uh, That's happening in Pakistan to Khan. It's the same thing that happens in Brazil. It's the same thing that happens in third world corrupted nations. And what you're seeing is politicians, intimidate, extort, and prevent somebody from running. That's what I think. And I think the reason that it's in this this Georgia area is because it is a corrupt Democrat county hellhole sewer. And if you listen to my show from a couple days ago, I go over the scandals and the fraud. They're shooting rap videos in the prison. It's like Cook County, only even dumber. Thank you very much, Mark in Ohio. I really appreciate you listening. And that's where the point we're at. You can't figure this out. And here's our problem. We're so beaten up. We're so browbeat. We're like a battered housewife in a mobile home park. We think a good day is when a politician doesn't beat us up. So that's why you have to be careful where you're turning. Very, very careful. And that's really something I want to focus on in the debates. Because the idea is Donald Trump had some very good policies. Phenomenal. And he also had some very bad ones. See, I'm the kind of guy, I want answers. I don't love people. I love policies. I love principles. I don't love people. I love the principles of freedom. And whether it's Donald Trump that takes them away or Joe Biden, I'm equally as upset. But one thing I recognize, Donald Trump showed a threat to the mafia because he was able to run on some principles. And I think he should address what those, how those principles went away in the last year, how he thought he could compromise with principles, and he's sorry. Now he's got me forever. But I will never turn to a swindler. Never will I turn to a swindler as an answer. Well, what the heck are we supposed to make of this breathtaking Axiom Sciences today with the stock chased under the symbol AXON, rocking 99.3% higher on its first day of trading in a deal that some are calling the biggest biotech IPO ever. Now, you guys know that I've been a big fan of some of the smaller development stage biotechs, even as they can be very risky. Think Receptos, which is up uh, more than 15 percent since I last highlighted it a week ago. But after this monster move in Axavon, which came public at 15 this morning and is now trading just under 30, we want to be sure that things have gotten a little too ahead of themselves. Perhaps the group, uh, you know, well, we got to see because, you know, I don't like it when it's too hot. Axavon has just one uh, drug in the pipeline. It's RBT-101. It's an orally administered therapy designed to improve cognition in patients with Alzheimer's, which the company acquired from GlaxoSmithKline for a $5 million upfront payment last December. In a phase two study, the drug helped alleviate the symptoms of Alzheimer's, but it didn't actually change the course of the disease. It's worth mentioning that the clinical trial has been viewed with some skepticism, although the strength of the IPO says it doesn't pay to be too skeptical, at least when it comes to getting in on the deal. Now, Oxifone plans to move this drug into phase three trials later this year. And yes, if everything goes perfectly, then it could be a very compelling story. However, we always have to remember, because we've talked about this Alzheimer's for a lot on the show. Investors have a long history of getting burned 
burned by potential Alzheimer's drugs that had attractive phase two data, but never actually made it to the market. And given that Glaxo sold this drug for $5 million up front, along with some milestone payments and royalties later on, you have to wonder if it should be worth $2.87 billion. That's the current valuation of, of Axovine for today. But then again, as we said on many occasions, you can truly hit a big in biotech land with the right new drug. So let's take a closer look with Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the CEO of Axovine Sciences. Learn more about his so new public company. So do me a company. favor. When you tell me how great this scallywag is, remember what he is. And I'll take 10 Donald Trumps over one pump and dump fraud. Because how do you quantify how many hedge funds invested the retirement money of hardworking Americans? Because that stock is at 13 cents today. It's a pump and dump perpetrated by a con man. So do me a favor. Be careful who you turn to as a savior of principles. Especially because what we've learned is that very few, if any, politicians have any principles. These are all scallywags as far as I'm concerned. Now, until they prove me wrong, not one dollar from my audience, not one, not one belief where you think somebody's looking out for you. Be very suspicious. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. The dimwit in diapers. The most proven asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Part of the apparatchik of the Chinese Communist Party. Some call president, election thief, is speaking in Maui right now. Do we, do we have anything recording? Is, is Biden talking to Fetterman? Do I have the right cut here? Fire is good. Fire is good. Yes, fire. Fire is our friend. Yes, I'll show you. I'll show you. Sounds like Kamala Harris is there. You see? You see? Yeah. Do you have your cigar? Let me see. Let me see. No, no, no. Just hold it right there. No. Don't inhale until the tip glows. There it is. Biden and Fetterman. Talking about the Maui fires, we'll get you the rest of the sound when we get it. Leslie, Indiana. Hi, Sean. This is Leslie. Hi. And I I love your show. And I have a question to ask you uh, or something to think about. Why why are woke corporations like Disney and Anheuser-Busch going broke? Aren't there enough majority woke people like the ones that supposedly elected Biden around there to support them? They're going, they're, think- they're, adapting, they're adopting the philosophy because they want the favoritism of a government that is very comfortable taking away the principles of their business. So they're doing this to appease their abuser, number one. And then going broke is an interesting concept because I'm not quite sure I believe it. Even though they have dips in their income, they're getting favoritism in their money flow of lending and stock valuations. So if I have to lose money because consumers stop coming in, but I gain stock value because the financiers of corruption who are in bed with the, with the government decide my stock is more value and my stock price goes up. Which one is worse? Which one is better? 
So to think that we still have that consumer power that I wish to God you were right and we had, I'm not too sure about. But I might be wrong. I might be wrong and you might be right. But uh, the old way we think about the free market principles have been bastardized, ironically, not by Democrats, but by Republicans, right? So there are many ways to manipulate value of businesses, as Vivek Ramaswamy proves you. He bought a failed Mm. drug, right? He buys a failed drug for $5 million. They spent hundreds of millions developing it. It didn't work. One pharmaceutical company takes it to the third phase of testing. They actually did four phases when you read the documents. And it proved not to work. So they're losing it, and they sell it for $5 million. Vivek takes the exact same thing. It produces no results different than the failure. He drives the stock company, a new company, drives that stock price up to $2.8 billion, cashes out, everyone loses their money. Did he need one consumer to buy it? The answer is no. So don't be so, so clear-cut in your, we're hurting them. We're not hurting Disney. Disney has 50 different ways to make money. What they're doing, they'd rather have favoritism to a fascistic government that can take away their money overnight versus the consumer that makes them their money, ironically enough. That's just me. Well, but, what about the what about what about the businesses that have already gone under? They like Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. Well, instance. Bed Bath and Beyond was an asset because while they were making money, they're like FTX. When they were making money, they were a money flow to Democrat politicians, right? Who gave them special dispensation of of getting money of borrowing money of all kinds of regulations so it's just a game that ran out to the end because if you realize if that guy doesn't kill himself they can continue to run that ponzi scheme it was through him realizing he had frauded the numbers and couldn't get away from it so he did the democrat dive off the 16th floor in manhattan in the meantime you know what happens if that doesn't come out how many businesses right now are running a Ponzi scheme because they have the favoritism of government? Now think of businesses and then think of Social Security or Obamacare, which are two bankrupt things that continue to run in perpetuity. So I wish to God, Leslie, we could go by that old Milton Friedman, the market decides and the market prices. Those days were yeah, bastardized the, by George and the, W. Bush. And let the, and let the voters decide. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. That's why, Leslie, it's time to go to high ground and secede. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I would like to add to Leslie's comments. Republicans now are helping the 2024 Democrat presidential candidate. I can explain it in three points. Which one? Number number one, isn't it true that when we go to a website, the website's metrics go up and they can charge more for advertising? Well, no, I don't know. You know, I think it, it, to a certain extent it is. But if you're if you're touting Meta's financial success, I think you're discounting exactly what we Leslie and I were talking. About. Facebook doesn't make any money. Its valuation is in stock price. Facebook sucks. Doesn't make money. People don't care about it. It's like Amazon. Amazon did not make a dollar for 21 years. Not one dollar of profit. But they manipulated the possibility of stock. You could say the same for Tesla. It's a different world now, brother. So to think that your little boycott of Facebook, it's just going to keep your ugly ass off Facebook. I like it, though. Thank you very much. Feel free. Feel strong. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. You know, um, earlier today, uh, a lady actually brought up the topic uh, when you guys were talking about uh, that model and everything. But there's a reporter that was there on the ground 
Yeah. And we basically were getting shut out and pushed off. Like, they yeah, were know, taking the talk about... I got the music. We're going to save you over. The other thing to remember, this concept of stock valuation over profitability. This is the problem when George W. Bush bails out investment houses that already went bankrupt. Now they're unfettered. They could control everything. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little The cost of corrupt policy and the profiteers of that policy, what's the best way to explain it to the people? Well, you could point at the cost, and it's called inflation. But there's also another way to show it to the people. The, the, the effect it has on the value of homes. So I want to discuss this and other topics with the economy because, to me, there's no reason anyone should ever vote for a Democrat, and few Republicans make the grade as well. My next guest understands this better than most. He is E.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. E.J., how are you? Sean, I'm hanging in. How are you? Very good, very good. But I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm, I, I come to the microphone every day, and the reason people go, oh, you're so aggravated, and you, you want to browbeat everything, every policy, because... And, and the reason is because I watch as it destroys the quality of life for my friends and family who are not, in most cases, uberly wealthy or successful. And they're forever on the, on the tilt-a-world, on the merry-go-round of feudalism when bad policies are in place. And, and that's pretty much all Illinoisans. But it really has affected the, the nation. And when you think about just something as simple as a HELOC, most people have a HELOC, Right. They've paid their house off. They worked hard, or they, you know, they they try to take advantage of it. And for emergencies, they have a HELOC. Most people put their kids through school on a HELOC, right? And what that is is you can borrow on a paid-off real estate on your home. Three years ago, not even two and a half years ago, a HELOC was three point one percent. Today, a HELOC is eight point four percent. So when you think of the fluctuation in costs, that means for two hundred thousand dollars, cost you, let's say, it's three point two cost you $640 a month two years ago, two and a half years ago. That same 200000 now costs you $1,680 a month. That's game-changing. And that leads to bankruptcy, to short sales, to, to foreclosures. And we're starting to see it, but no one's talking about it, EJ. Nobody. No, Sean, I think part of the reason why so few people are paying attention is because we're coming at this from, from such a bizarre place where, you know, the economy is heading to recession, but we're not coming at it where we normally do from a booming economy like we had in 2019, for example. You know, the way I like to look at it is we're not at the top of a flight of steps and we're going to fall down the whole flight. We basically have been near the bottom. We're only up one or two steps. And so we don't have that far to fall. What that means is that things like the delinquency rates, uh, you know, the number of foreclosures, et cetera, these things are not skyrocketing because we're still coming at uh, we're coming at this from such a low level. But when you look at the rate of increase, it should be alarming people. And the fact that it's not speaks volumes, I think, about how disconnected the politicians are. 
Well, the other reason people, well, the other reason you came to that conclusion and the other reason people are discussing it in that fashion is because we've allowed politicians to change the technical definition of a recession. It was only a year and a half ago when the economy entered a recession. We've never really left it, but we've allowed the contortion and the, the lang- language bastardization to pretend we're not in a recession. And we just keep extending the credit and you have Republicans who unwittingly or wittingly perpetrated the crime because they think they're benefiting from it. So I think we're trapped by morons. And morons hold the key to the door. We can't get out of the room because there's too many morons in the way. Where have I gone wrong? No, I I think that's pretty spot on. You know, the same people who think they can redefine uh, a recession, think they can redefine what a woman is, et cetera. I mean, the list just goes on and on. They they act as if these Orwellian word games that they play uh, can can somehow paper over the fact that they are destroying people's lives and financial livelihoods. I mean, you know, going back to these these mortgage interest rates going up so fast. If if you just look at um, not just the, the uh, you know a HELOC, but just do a regular. 30-year fixed mortgage on a median-priced home. We're not talking a mansion here, just a median-priced home, what the average American is trying to buy for his family. The monthly mortgage payment on that today, because of higher interest rates and also inflated home values, is literally twice, twice what it was when Joe Biden took office. I mean, how is the average American supposed to feel good about this economy, let alone put a roof over his family's head? Well, and you, and you know this because it's like the crack of a whip. You don't know what part you're on until, the, until you hear the cracking sound and now you're bankrupt. When you realize that loans or credit card debts were a fraction, in some cases less than half percent, and you see that maybe people were able to profit a little bit or had a little bump in something or inherited money. Once that money's gone, the flow that will will be gone, the velocity that will stop, I can't imagine what that looks like. And what is going to be the answer of the bureaucracy? Will they just continue to do? Because we're, And I say this because we don't really know how much PPP money was stolen. We know that 50% looks shady. It could be 80%. And we don't know what it's like when that money is called to 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 table and, and to where you have to pay it back or what it looks like when they don't get another PPP. What does the future hold when the private economy stops growing? Oh, goodness. I mean, you have PPP, you have uh, the expanded unemployment benefits over a billion dollars of that was stolen. I mean, you're, you're right. The list just goes on and on. There's never been any kind of accounting, uh, you know, especially a forensic accounting to figure out how much was fraud, how much was stolen, how much went to the, the Chinese government for crying out loud. They were literally uh, filing unemployment claims, fake unemployment claims for people in Illinois, among other states and collecting those people's unemployment checks. Literally, the Chinese Communist Party was doing this. Yeah. So, no, so no, there's there's never been any kind of accounting for that. And, and to answer your question of what does the bureaucracy do when it gets in trouble, it just grows the bureaucracy. And so I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think we can expect the same thing to happen this time around as the private economy continues to slow and as uh, government continues to grow, that we're going to see that accelerate. So Joe Biden and, the, and these idiots in the Democrat Party are touting the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. But what it is is a money laundering scheme. And it's going into developers and it's going into companies that agree to kick back a percentage to the Democrat Party. And this is really the largest bill, even though they used to call these omnibuses, they don't call them that anymore. And I'm curious, 
Do you think people were just lulled into acceptance or are just too scared to say anything as you watch these these trillions of dollars go out the door? I mean, at a certain point, when you see the promises of climate utopia and you realize the CBO just underestimated uh, the Inflation Reduction Act when it comes to just windmills by $900 billion dollars. Do you think there's enough people that will be outraged to maybe stop it in its tracks? Or, or, or how do you see it end when these bills of yeah. bankruptcy are passed? I, I really I really hope, Sean, that, that people are waking up and, and that they are going to be outraged by this. But what, what I find really interesting is that when you poll people and you say things like, you know, you make it amorphous and you say, are you willing to make sacrifices to stop or reverse climate change? And, you know, people overwhelmingly say, oh, yeah, you know, sign me up. I want to jump on that bandwagon. But then as soon as you start quantifying it and you say, OK, are you willing to sacrifice ten dollars a month, just ten dollars a month? to fight climate change. Yeah. You know what half of the people say? Eh, climate change no, can kiss my no. ass. <laughs> oh, there's a good exactly. bumper sticker. Um, exactly. Half of the people all of a sudden start abandoning that. So I really hope when people start seeing the price tag for these things and when they realize how much the, the so-called green uh, agenda is costing them and their families that they start to revolt against it. So last week on a Thursday... Uh, it was a Pentagon moron standing there with all his ribbons and whatnot on. And he was asked about this scandal in the windmill, the wind project, offshore wind project. And when the bill was passed, they they said that it was going to be $400 billion for offshore wind farms. Now, the bill, when you include the rising costs and the and the miscalculation or, or lies of the policy at, at, at the time it passed, it's going to be $1.3 trillion just in windmills. And what he said is, I don't, I don't believe that. And they said, well, the CBO has corrected its original assessment of the Inflation Reduction Act just for windmills. But there's another little thing I want to talk about. It appears that these windmills and the building of these windmills are killing a massive amount of marine life. Dolphins, seals, whales, and an exorbitant amount on the East Coast and West Coast. But yet, you can only get that news on the East Coast and the West Coast. How long do you think this will take before people in the Midwest start to say, I didn't think you were going to kill 300 whales in six months? I mean, is this something maybe that can be brought to the attention of the average moron that can't figure out that these bills are about stealing our money? You know, you know, unfortunately, Sean, I don't know how much of, of an impact it's going to have on people when they hear that, that a bunch of whales got killed, even the so-called environmentalists. It turns out most of them are, are more devoted to the Democrat Party than they are to our environment. But I think where it's really going to start uh, waking people up is when they go to the supermarket and all of a sudden, I don't care whether it's shrimp or salmon, but they look at their seafood prices and they're going through the roof. And the reason for that is because there are all these areas now that used to be uh, uh, you know, very vibrant uh, fishing communities that are now being blocked off for the construction and running of these uh, you know, windmills planted in the ocean. And on top of that, uh, even areas that aren't being blocked off, those underground cables, the, the, uh, the yeah. electromagnetic fields from them are killing the marine life. And so areas that used to be abundant with, with sea life 
are now dying off. So as it becomes more expensive to get uh, you know, that seafood to market, I think that's going to be what wakes people up when people are mad that their food costs are going up even more than they already have. There's the idiot vice president. And I say that to you because, number one, you and I have the benefit of knowing each other. But we also have a certain level of intelligence where people have to be called what they are. Said that the uh, the energy from windmills is transferred. First, she said millions. Then she said it was a typo. Thousands of miles. The reality is they cannot successfully store the energy that is produced from said windmills or even solar. They have a real problem with delivering that energy. Is there a way to successfully store green energy? Can they, in fact, do what they say they do? No. Oh, my goodness. We we literally don't have the raw materials uh, on the planet, at least not in the deposits that we know of, to in order to make all of the batteries that would be necessary to convert the entire world onto green energy that could be stored for times when the wind isn't blowing or the sun isn't shining. Because you're right, you can't transport this energy incredibly long distances for the exact same reason that you can't do it today. You know, you don't have power lines uh, that that stretch all the way from a, a coal plant in Wyoming to New York City. It doesn't exist. Why? Because it literally can't be done. The energy losses alone would make it uh, just completely impractical. No, EJ, how long ago was it when we went from kerosene to electricity? Electricity has always been a value to people. It's never really been terribly expensive. It's expensive, but most working people can afford electricity, and we have programs that subsidize you if you cannot. Are we not just victims of an entitled, ignorant society that has no idea, no fracking clue what electricity really is? And they think that those magic holes in the walls will always be there. And should we, at this point, kind of hope that the people who tout this eco-Nazism suffer the blackouts that people in California now understand? And, and that we just have to wait until they learn? Because the reality is, we're ruled by people who don't do not understand the premises of the policies they support. Shouldn't we just have areas, let's call them Democrat areas, where all the Democrats can go and live and we just go our own way? Because that's really the only way I see it. If you are still in the year 2023 finding supporters for these policies of corruption, which produce nothing, every so-called solution does not exist. They could never raise the money in a private sector, which is why the only place they can live is in government spending. I mean, we can't we can't convince them if we can't convince them now. They're willing to take us into a hundred years ago and want us to live that way, don't they? Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. These people literally uh, are, are putting out news articles on how, you know, if, if we only got rid of the diesel engines on these massive uh, transport ships Morons. and we used wind power, a.k.a. sailing, uh, to try to ship cargo around the world, we could reduce our carbon emissions. These people literally want to take us back to the Stone Age. It's not an exaggeration. And I, I think you're absolutely right. We have seen over the last decade or so, red states become redder, blue states become bluer, on average at least. Uh, and the same is true in local areas like cities. Look at a place like New York. Most conservatives have fled that place. Same thing with Chicago, uh, L.A., you name it. You have, I know you have a few cities in Texas and Florida, for example, that are becoming increasingly red. But most cities are getting bluer because the Democrats are running those places into the ground. EJ, my, my understanding, what I've done and the conclusion I came to, 
is because for decades, the American people were told how to think and how to argue. And they were primarily told this from the Republican Party. And the reason is we've been sold this bull dung that you can compromise with a lie. I am for no compromising with liars. And this idea that we are now running around like morons willing to neuter ourselves, to give ourselves, to castrate our own economy because we buy the lie of climate change. When the reality is CO2 is an infinitesimal part of what they call greenhouse gases. Not only that, it is a fundamental building block of photosynthesis. It is food for plants and we want a greener earth. So let's give it the CO2 and turn on the fracking engines. What do you think of that? I mean, do these people not realize that farmers literally pay, they pay for CO2 so they can pump it into their greenhouses because the plants grow bigger and faster and they get, a, and they get more yield for, for every seed, for every drop of water and for all the sunlight that goes into that greenhouse. We literally, plants are growing today. This is not an exaggeration. Plants are growing today at higher elevations than they were 100 years ago because there's more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It's not a lot, but it's enough that but, plants can exist at higher altitudes in the same way that you and I need oxygen to breathe. If there was more oxygen in the air, we could breathe at, at a higher altitude. We are literally greening the earth. It just goes to show you these people don't actually care about the environment. They care about a political agenda. And the sad part is, EJ, they're still, even though they're growing at higher elevations, like you just said, they're still growing at less than they were growing in the 8th century. And the reason that the Vikings were farmers on Greenland is because we had more CO2. There were, And not only that, it was warmer and that people have no perspective. And that's how they turn to hustler, fraud, slip and fall lawyers like Jay Inslee and the Democrat mafia who have never been right. But my point is this. Why are so many Republicans who are elected already? cowards to even discuss it and they buy it and they put their head between their legs like kamala harris and they walk to the car and they don't want to have the argument well because if you don't tow the the uniparty line here in dc then you don't get invited uh, to all the right parties uh, you're absolutely right these people are cowards yeah. and you know i really encourage people to to watch uh you know what the what the current field of candidates are saying and distinguish between the people who use amorphous phrases like, oh, you know, we we need more economic growth. No, no, don't don't give me that garbage. Tell me how much. Tell me five percent at a minimum. We need incredible growth to dig ourselves out of this mess. Tell me that you believe that the climate change garbage is exactly that. It's garbage. I, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. I'm sick and tired of this milk toast so-called conservatism. Give me the real thing. I don't need liberal right, liberal light. I don't need Democrats going the speed limit. I need actual conservatism. Now, listen, I'm going to ask your opinion on some because, number one, you know how I respect your opinion. But I have a real problem with the so-called savior and high in waiting this Vivek Ramaswamy. I have come to the conclusion after doing the research on Exovan that, in my opinion, this is a classic pump-and-dump fraud. And the, I can only sympathize with the amount of people who had their retirement put into this exovant that shot up to $30 and is worth $0.13. Cents. It's a company that he did nothing. It had one asset that he bought a failed drug, and he, he organized the company in Bermuda. This whole thing stinks. Why should I listen to a word that comes out of his mouth? Or I'm wondering, have you come to a different conclusion? 
You know, Sean, honestly, I think I just want to wait and see. And and I don't I don't say that to try to just weasel out of it. I genuinely want to wait and see because I I have just had way too many experiences where what we're initially led to believe about someone who's a political outsider ends up not being the case. The same thing happened with uh, with Herman Cain, for example. We were led to believe that he committed all kinds of of uh, you know heinous business practices, he was even he was even accused of of rape, for example, and it all turned out not to be true. Now, who knows with with Ramaswamy? Maybe it's not true. Maybe it is. I just don't know. And well, so I would I would rather just wait. I, and I, see I, would you do me a favor and keep me posted? Because I really dug into Exovan. I mean, I really dug into it. I dug into the company. Do you know that it, the, uh, a form of it still exists today? And it turns out they have revenue of fifty six million, but they pay one point one billion to their board in compensation and the board is comprised of him his mother and his brother i find this all very very troubling and i hate to be hustled so i'm very suspicious so i've come to my conclusion do me a favor if you if if you think i'm wrong i want you to contact me we have a deal Oh, absolutely. And Sean, I, I think it's great to be suspicious. We should be suspicious of anybody seeking power. Yeah. I mean, if we're not doing that, we're not doing our jobs. That's why he's EJ Antoni. I don't know how you stay clean in that city, but I do know you're one of the few people with the principles and integrity that that city needs. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, I appreciate you. Hey, thank you for having me again. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The summer wind. Oh, Frankie. Blowing in. By the way, did you see that Palm Springs got a little water? Yeah, they got problems. I hope it's, I hope the uh, Sinatra estate's intact. In the meantime, I couldn't help but notice another benefit of the, of the government failure called the Maui fires. Wildfires, my ass. The electric company started the fires, and the government made sure there was no water to put them out, aside from locking the people down. That doesn't seem good. In the meantime, I hear land is pretty cheap there, if you can buy it away from the Democrats. But um, it's taking away kind of the money and the stories about the Ukrainian government. You know, the same Ukrainian government that was not only killing its own people, but bribing the then vice president, some call president today. Yeah, that, that that's the same one. And on WGN this morning, aside from watching five-year-olds be masked by their moron parents, uh, it said, WGN said, the Netherlands and Denmark gave F-16s to the Ukraine. Here's the problem, Squirrel. Um, in the Netherlands, they speak Dutch. Did you ever see a sentence in Dutch? Eichbar, Muar. Do you ever see him writing? It looks like some Chicago CPS students sounding out words. Doesn't make any sense. Yet on the F-16, it said right foot right here. Throw weight over this. All written in English. But the Netherlands gave him the money. Sure they did. I mean, gave him the fighter jets. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine. But it's totally unprecedented, these, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking in, along the lines of about $15 billion in, in a sense, cash to the Ukrainian government, mm-hmm. which was famously corrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, in, one of the things that yeah. Congress has... So famously it, corrupt... And still is. Where's the money? I don't know, but there's a fire in Maui. It looks like the government started. Jeff, Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Yes, babe. Um, 
I know you're a real estate guy, and I know you do the numbers, and that's why I love you. Oh, thank you. But I am, I have friends that are telling me interest rates on mortgages are probably going to hit 10 to 12% Jimmy Carter days. Yeah, it's not it's 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 not out of the realm and what'll happen is society when this happens, society separates. The the people who can sustain it get smaller and they get richer to a certain extent and more people are dragged into poverty. So if you're asking me something as complex as when will the real estate market collapse? Well, it's very specific, right? So if you're in a good gated area, your real estate market may never collapse. But if you're in what used to be considered a mediocre area, your your value will definitely collapse. You will be dragged deeper and deeper down. Well, the people who live in nicer areas will sustain, or in some cases, depending on where the nicer area is, actually see a price increase. So that's what happens okay. when governments make neighborhoods ghettos. The worse get worse, okay. and the better gets better. Okay, but let me tie this in. All right. Now that the UAW, now that all the, the, you know, I know you know this, the Teamsters broke roadway yellow. They gave up to UPS. Now all the under, all the other unions, yeah, you know, like your buddy over there, what do you call him uh, in the Chicago? Uh, uh, Short in the uh, pants? Yeah. All right. You know what? They all want a big wage increase. Yeah. You know what? Your 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 that, pickup truck that you can't afford, you'll never afford. Well, that'll that's just future. What that is is a is a is a signal today of what the future of those companies will be. Those companies will be less valuable. They will be they will perform less efficiently, and they will be less. So that's an indicator of whatever companies sign those deals, whether it's UPS or any of the other ones. What that to me is is a, is a sell signal, unless of course there is a, a a exclusivity that they get for making that agreement. If they get some sort of government favoritism, they're hoping to offset the cost of that corrupt contract. You know, so it's it's very it's it's simple and it's complex as long as you stay with the simple philosophy and drag it out and expand it out or pan back, you'll have the answer. And that's why it's it's important to be very specific when you buy something, whether it's a retirement vehicle or a real estate. Thank you very much, brother. Appreciate the call. Ray in Chicago. What's up, Sean? Love the show, man. Thank you, brother. Um, you know, as, as a Gen Zer, you know, it's, just, it's ridiculous just looking back to see my generation just being completely brainwashed. Especially yeah. by all these college institutions and all you know, TikTok, Instagram, all these you know social media outlets is taking control of their minds. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yes, and I liked how you talked to I think a month ago to Doctor uh, Gadsad, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and you talked to him about you know self control and controlling your attitude. And those are the only factors you can control. And it's sad that we don't think like that nowadays, especially my generation. I think it's ridiculous. Well, you know, here's the thing, Ray. It, life has always been individual, and politicians and swindlers try to sell people yeah. on the idea 
that everybody is the same if they're born between here and here, if their nationality is this and this, if their skin color is this and this. And the reality is the beauty of life is that it's individual. And the only thing, the only thing you can ever control is your outlook and your perspective of it. And that's it. And the more you realize that, the more invincible you are. The more money doesn't matter. The more problems fall off your back. If you realize, you know how many people realize they're so downbeaten and they can't take it anymore? Well, get your ass up and get the hell out or get your ass up and fix it. That's a hard reality because more and more people want to be told they're a victim. But the thing about life is it's a, it's a, it's a participation sport. And it's only for those who want to participate that really enjoy it. For people who think, oh, I'm, I'm depressed, I've been... turn your ass over in the bed and take a pill and you'll feel miserable tomorrow, I promise. And that's what society believes. So yeah. Ray, is, Ray is not going to be affected because you're already aware of it. And all you're going to do is improve every day on it. Don't be dragged down by the people who are your age that are bums. Just know what they are. No. They're, you know, they're Democrat voters. Thank you very much, Ray. Chicago. Thank you. I appreciate it. Chicago should doesn't deserve you, Ray. You know what it deserves? It deserves a cream puff. It deserves another four hundred pounds of waiting for a check and bed sores. Cream puff, Jim. Well, I got a long. I, I got a long stretch. I got a long stretch. Oh, please, buddy. Uh, I, I, I have anyway, never even met you. You know, people think I know you. I haven't met you, but I have you pictured. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Is it is it like the 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 gray hair that used to be red, and now it just looks like you stuck your head in some mud puddle. What exactly is your hair color, and does your belly button need a hubcap? No, yeah, it kept pretty good uh, fighting weight. Anyway, oh, you sound fantastic. Eastman get out with 100 grand, yeah. but Trump, for some reason, they think that flying museum, he's got to put up 200 grand. 200 grand? grand. Do you, yeah, you could put, buy every... Every, I used to drink eight. I used to drink with a with a Bill Bazaar down in Savannah. Yeah, and there's eighteen of those guys getting out. I just wonder if we could uh, Uber it up to uh, Fulton County. No, do you know what I love I about it is that the ridiculousness in the proceeding is what makes Democrats illegitimate. The idea that this two bit moron bust out whore called the DA in in Fulton County <laughs> would charge Donald Trump 200 like you don't know where he is you know it goes to show you I like it this way that's why I used to like when I would be invited to the parties with the Democrat scumbag and they thought oh I got mad again woman well, I got the contract or you watch these fat asses at Tom Steakhouse celebrate a new curb in some Democrat hellhole where the alley's nicer than the street and they would pretend yeah. to be I, like I, I love it I like oh the food that. is great the people who own it yeah. are great the waitresses are bar. great. I always eat, yeah, yeah, eat in the bar there. You know what I fabulous. like about the bar? I think I'm 30 and old. I think I kicked at least 30 of those wannabe gangsters' asses in the bar and out of the parking lot. I love going there, too. I feel invincible. Thank you very much. And that's where every honest man is a success, no matter how much the, the Rolex was on the wannabe gangster next to you. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560, the answer. Yes, squirrel, those were the days. I had one cousin beat up another cousin in Tom's Steakhouse. When I asked him why, he said he didn't like him. <laughs> Made the next family party a little difficult. Uh, Tim in Plainfield, I think I'm going to be upset with this call. I feel terrible for you, kid. No, and I'm coming to see you Thursday anyway, you and Dennis, so... Oh, good. Talk more about it then, but... Uh, 
Listen, I'm a long-time listener. I love your show, and uh, I heard your show uh, a couple weeks ago about the whole yellow thing, and I, I took your point. I slightly disagree with it. Yeah. But the previous caller is dead wrong, and uh, I'll tell you why. I've been with him for 20 years. Uh, in, in the crisis of 0809, the Great uh, Recession, who bailed out YRC once they combined Yellow and Roadway? It wasn't the government. It was the Teamsters. We took a 15% pay. Jimmy Hoffa Jr. came to us. No, I, 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 well, 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 I don't know if I could. He bailed him out because he made you take a haircut for like a year, right? Was it a year? No, 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 Sean. What we never that? got that money back. Oh, really? We've been making 15 to 20% less than union or non-union carriers. But you know, Tim, what's time? You know what's Tim? What's and then they got seven hundred million dollars from the government. Oh, and it's six years later, and they still couldn't make it work. No, that's what I was just going to say to you. They took the money from Obama. Was I think it was eight hundred billion, right? And then they took seven. Or no, 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 eight hundred million, eight hundred million, and then they took seven hundred million when Trump just gave it to them. Uh, and then they realize. You know, it's 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 a shame because they would not adapt to what they needed to do. And what was it that they wanted to keep the? What are they called when they bring all the all the stuff in and then you guys get it out again? What are those things called? Where the trucks come in and they get them out? They had them next door to each other. What was it? They were just inefficient. Oh, yeah, and they're, they're like running side by side, and then they combine them. We lost all kinds of the, no. the, that management team couldn't manage their way out of a wet paper bag. I mean, what a but what the president a made a million a year. Be, the president of Yellow made a million a year. Two point one million a year that the uh, CEO was making. Two point one million, and then taking bonuses, losing money every year, and giving themselves bonuses every year for fifteen years. Now, Tim, you know what makes me aggravated though? Too. Now, you got to remember. I mean, I don't want to out a lot of my. Fa- I I, ha- I started out in the unions. I I mean, when you watch yeah, yeah, the, I, when you watch the upper echelon of those unions, they make eight hundred thousand, and they're supposed to be what are they slightly less of a thief than the guy who makes $2 million when the reality is I there's know, an entire multi-billion dollar industry that why in the world would the Teamsters give the money after the government did? But they didn't really give the money if they made you take the haircut. That's the part. They yeah, gave, yeah, it's always easy to give somebody else's money. They gave somebody else's yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do now, kid? I don't know. I got just enough time to retire, but it's not much money. I, I was with CF for 10 years before that. Would you do me a favor? Ways. Would you make sure you come up to me Thursday? I want to meet you. You mind? Yeah. Me and a pal from Yellow are going to be there. Yep. All right. I'm yeah, looking we'll, forward. We'll say hello. I'm looking forward to meeting you on Thursday. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I look forward to it. Thanks, Sean. All right. Take care. See, those are the real people that pay for the corruption we read about in the news. That drives me freaking insane. I wonder if the head of the... The company or the Teamsters are going to reach out to Tim. Something tells me I know the answer. All right, I'll be back in 21. I, this was fast, huh, today, Squirrel? You know what? You look better in the light when this up close in person. You really do. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.